to our MBA podcast purpose is to help existing business owners grow their companies past the $10 million in revenue per year benchmark. Here is your host, Stephen Halasnik. Welcome, everyone. My name is Stephen Halasnik. I am co-founder of Financing Solutions. We provide easy-to-set-up lines of credit for small businesses, and I will be your host for today's podcast. If you're interested in potentially getting a business line of credit, please visit us at fscreditline.com. That's FS as in Financing Solutions, creditline.com. It's always a good idea to have a credit line in place, uh, especially because our credit line doesn't cost anything to set up or until used. Over the last 25 years, I've built six companies in the $5 million to $25 million range, including two companies on the Inc. 500 fastest growing companies in the United States. I love learning from people with business experience. And today, I'm very ex- excited to be speaking with Brandon Leibowitz from SEO Optimizers. Uh, Brandon Leibowitz uh, runs and operates SEO Optimizers since 2007. SEO Optimizers are a digital or is a digital marketing company that focuses on helping small and medium-sized businesses get more online traffic, which in turn, of course, converts into clients, sales, leads, and much more. Brandon, welcome to today's Entrepreneur MBA podcast. Thanks for having me on. I'm looking forward to sharing some knowledge about SEO. Yeah, good. Me too. Uh, so, uh, you know, today's topic is how small businesses can excel at SEO and content marketing. From your experience, uh, is there a a minimum amount of money that a small business would have to spend in order to bring on an agency? It just depends. Like with SEO. In digital marketing, it's not really a one-size-fits-all. So it really just depends on your business, what phase you're in. And with digital or SEO, it really comes down to the competition. With SEO, it's how much SEO have you done and how much SEO has the competition done and where is the disconnect and how can we fill that void? If it's a brand new company, it's going to be a lot more work versus someone that's been around for a few years, has done some SEO and built it up. So it just depends and really has to kind of evaluate each website. But yeah, it just varies. It's so tough to really just guesstimate. So it's kind of a reach out to that agency or someone and they could kind of give you a roadmap or a guideline of what they would recommend, but it's kind of tricky. Yeah. So, I mean, the, I have a lot of experience in this. I think well, I, I was for a very, for a layman, I, I, I do a, like, I think 50% of my day is working on SEO strategy. And, and so I've been involved with SEO for over 15 years and, you know, one of the things, you know, this podcast is geared towards smaller businesses. And, uh, you know, my experience is, one, it's really, really hard and time-consuming for the owner of your of the business to learn SEO. I've done it, but it's really taken up a lot of my time. The second thing I've learned is that if you, unless you're willing to spend at least $5,000 a month you're not going to get an agency, an SEO agency to work with you. Um, and why by saying agency, I mean a, pers- uh, a company that has a couple of employees and does SEO work. If you're looking to spend under $5,000 on SEO, which again, search engine optimization or, or natural searches, uh, you could probably, you get, what you get is an independent free agent who does SEO. 
and and they'll work with you probably on an hourly basis or something like that. Has that been your experience too? Yep. I mean, I worked at advertising agencies and I would see the billable rate would be 150, 250. Yeah. Yeah. And they're paying me a fraction of that. And I would, yeah, just see that going on all the time and just watch that client spending way too much at agencies and not getting the care that they could get by an individual because I was doing the same freelance work for a fraction of the cost that they were charging these clients. And yeah, it's stuff. But yeah, agencies definitely charge more. You get more experience, but also you're paying for the project manager, the account manager, all these different people that are in the company. They're they're on rent. They're over. There's a lot of fixed costs that these agencies have versus a freelancer doesn't really have that overhead. They're probably working from home, just have a laptop, and that's also they could afford to do it for less. But like you said, learning SEO is tough. Like I learned how to build websites because. I could not find a reliable web developer for some reason. They're always really flaky and disappear and yeah, decide to learn how to mm-hmm. But it is tough. And I wish I could have a web developer because it would save me a lot of time and a lot of headaches because learning how to build a website is tough. And that's something that I still don't know how to do perfectly, but I could do a good enough job that I could build my own websites. I've never offered it as a service because it's not my expertise, but it's tough. It's just like you said, like learning SEO, you could do it. It just takes a lot of time. Do you want to do that or give it to someone else that could? really focus on it. And then you can focus on the business, which I wish I could do that with a web developer, but yeah, kind of tricky, but as long as you vet them and find someone that's reliable and has good reviews and has been around for the long term, then should be able to find someone that's trustworthy. Yeah. It's gotten a bit of the pool's gotten bigger. Um, certainly of people who know SEO and can help you, but, uh, let's define what the difference is between content marketing and SEO and SEM. Uh, so tell us what the difference is. SEO is search engine optimization, which means optimizing your website to get in the search engines in the free results. So when you search on Google, there's ads at the top. Those are all paid ads. Right below the ads is organic, the SEO. And that's what SEO is all about, is getting you your website listed in the organic results. There's 10 listings on that first page of Google. It used to just be websites. Now there's images. There's videos that appear. There's maps that appear. So... So we're trying to take up as much free real estate as possible. For your local business, get up and Google My Business. If you have videos, optimize those videos. If you have images, which almost everyone should have images, optimize those images because if they show up on that first page of Google with the website, your image there, it's going to double the chances of someone clicking onto you. If you have a video as well, it just increases it. So SEO is trying to get that free real estate. SEM is search engine marketing, which is just the paid ads at the top. So running paid ads would be SEM. SEO is the free organic and then content marketing is just putting out content articles, blogs, press releases, whatever type of content you're putting out there, but just putting content out to the world, whether you're putting on your website, on social media, on YouTube or on a podcast or whatever it is, but just getting content out there because the more content you put out there, the more Google's going to reward you with higher rankings from your SEO efforts. Yep. Now, um, so let's say, let's take uh, someone who really doesn't know about a lot about SEO and uh, they go and they decide to bring on a consultant to help them. What do, what do you think as a layman, the, the business owner should know about SEO? Um, well, let's start right there. What, what should the business owner know about SEO? 
they shouldn't really know much, but they should know that they need backlinks and that they need good quality backlinks because that's the most important part of SEO is getting backlinks. And if you're hiring a company and they build the wrong type of backlinks, it's going to drop you down in rankings. Instead of ranking higher, you're going to move down some backlinks or other websites <clears> talk <throat> about you. The more websites that talk about you, the more trust Google has. And then Google looks at the keywords on your website to figure out what to rank you for. But it doesn't work the other way around because Google does not trust anybody. They don't trust any website. And the way to build that trust is by getting backlinks. So that's the one part of SEO that's really tricky. And you have to be very, very careful. And if you're going like on a site like Fiverr or paying someone that you don't know who they are and they build the wrong type of backlinks, you might get a boost for a couple of days or a week. But after that, you're going to drop down and be gone. So that's one thing you have to be very, very, very careful with the backlinks. That's probably the biggest thing. And then content has to be original content, but the backlinks are number one. They have to be building good, consistent backlinks on a monthly basis because Google wants to see you consistently getting new backlinks. And you just got to figure out what type of backlinks are building because nowadays it's all about <clears throat> the quality of backlinks. In the past, if I had 100 backlinks and you had 110 backlinks, you would rank higher than me. But Google changed in 2011 their algorithm with the Penguin update, and they said we're looking at quality, not quantity. And to Google, what a quality backlink is, a website that's related to you and authoritative. So relevancy and authoritativeness are the two key parts that they should know about backlinks. And that will save them a lot of headaches and a lot of wasted time and money. You have, uh, Brandon, you have just given me instant, you've given yourself to me instant credibility because... I had been working with agencies and, and individuals and they all, so what happened was that, so they, I had some good understanding of SEO. And then uh, in 2019, when, uh, when COVID hit, I, uh, I said, you know what? The, let me use this time wisely. I thought things would slow down in my business. So I said, I'm really going to understand the technical end of SEO. Because I already I, I understood the layman part of SEO, the concepts, everything like that. And what I realized through that work and through taking some some online courses was how important backlinks were, and how the agencies I was working with, the individuals I was working with, was not emphasizing it to me. They were saying it would just happen organically. And how much, quite honestly, bull that was. That, you know, it seems that at 25% of the results of your website and your content marketing revolves around backlinking. And that, so let's be clear to what that means. So let's say you are lucky enough to get a, uh, someone mentioning and a link in the New York Times to your website. The New York Times, according to Google, has a huge amount of authority. And if uh, and so basically, by getting the link on the New York Times to your website, Google will rank your website and your content marketing or content higher than somebody who has no backlinks, let's say, in this case. So what happened was we completely switched our strategy to having a huge effort into getting backlinks and linking and, and all that. So I'm so glad you said that because up until that point, 
I'd say for 10 or 15 years, we just kept putting up content, kept putting up content, kept putting up content. And it, I tell you, it didn't really, I mean, we do well with SEO. We still do well. But once we started adding the link building strategy to it, it made a, a big difference. Yeah, it's a big part of SEO. And unfortunately, a lot of these agencies, like you're talking about, like they have project managers and account managers that are speaking on behalf of the SEO specialists where they don't emphasize the important things. Content. Well, they don't, they don't emphasize it because it's really hard. Yep. It's and really hard to have a link building strategy. Yep. And so, Google says, don't do it. It's against the terms of service. But you have to build backlinks because like you said, like you put content, I can put the best article out there, but you kind of have to nudge some people and be like, Hey, check this article out. Otherwise it's just going to get lost in the sea of content. Cause there's so much content out there being put out that you kind of have to do some outreach. Like naturally, if you write something really good, you might get one or two backlinks, but if you outreach to a couple sites, you might get 10, 15, 20 backlinks. So yeah. you have to do a little bit of a nudge, but you just have to be careful. According to Google, they're like, don't buy backlinks or don't build backlinks, which no, unless you're a big corporation, you don't have to worry about building backlinks. But if you're a small or medium-sized business, you need to be building backlinks. Like that part is so very important. Like SEO is like a puzzle. There's a lot of pieces to it, but the backlinks are like 75% of what I do is building backlinks for myself and my clients on a daily basis. Because yeah. there's so much you can optimize on your website, like the title tags, meta description, content, schema, images, all this technical stuff. But after that, it's like, all right, what do I do? I could keep adding more blogs to my website, but... It's not doing too much. It's a lot more beneficial to really blog on other people's websites, like cold outreach to other websites, build relationships with these bloggers or websites that are related to you. And instead of blogging on your own website, offer them that free blog post because then Google sees another website's talking about you that's related to you. And that's going to get them to trust you and rank you higher indefinitely, which is going to bring in more traffic. That's a weird yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, for our listeners, they should know that, you know, it is understood that Google looks at 200 different things to evaluate if your website and your content should be shown. Um, so, you know, there's, it's, it's complicated and, you know, you really, you kind of want to be good at a lot of those 200 things, you know, some of the things such as meta tags, which is, uh, you know, I don't want to get too technical here. It's, you know, it's, they're simpler than the other ones like link building. Link building is one of the hardest writing. Good content is hard. Picking good art, uh, keywords, uh, uh, not keywords, but content that you should write about. That is, that gives you a chance to be, um, seen, you know, I, so I think the most important thing, Brandon, and, and I think, you know, tell me if you agree, is you really want to be able to measure your success. Because, you know, I, I have a friend who's, who was constantly putting up content and he didn't know anything about SEO. And so, I, you know, I, I, I helped him and logged into uh, a couple tools and he saw that he was getting almost no traffic from natural searches. And it was eye-opening to him. And uh, so I think, you know, not only measuring, if you would agree, Brandon, or maybe you can shed some light on it, not only measuring if people are coming to you, but you also need a way to tell if they're converting to become clients. 
Yep, that is so very important. A lot of people kind of skip that. So you have to optimize your website for Google, but also for people too, because once you get people to your website, how do you get them to convert, which is tough. Like half the people that come to your website are going to leave immediately. And this is where you need to be tracking. Like Google Analytics is a free tool that will show you everything you want to know and more. Too much information. It's kind of like information overload where a lot of people are overwhelmed, but just tell people just go into Google Analytics, click on everything. You're not going to break anything. You're just going to learn about your traffic and get data that's going to help you make statistically informed decisions about what's working, what's not working, which pages get me the most traffic, which pages get me the most traffic, but all that traffic leaves immediately. Let me try to fix that page and optimize it for conversions. It's called conversion rate optimization, CRO, which is something not many people really talk about, but so very important because you got to make sure your website's optimized to convert that traffic. It's not easy to get ranked on Google, but it's even tougher to get people to trust you because Google's tough to trust. Google needs his backlinks, but people, they need to see you. Like I think it's like five touch points before somebody actually trusts you. But it also depends on what you're selling. If it's something like cheap and not expensive, then they don't really need to see you five times. But if you're selling some high ticket item or car or something more expensive, they need to see multiple touch points where they go to your website, they don't do a conversion action. You follow them around with those remarketing ads. Like if you look at a product on Amazon, you don't buy it. Those ads follow you around. You should be doing the same thing. Someone goes to your website, doesn't fill out a form, doesn't make a purchase, follow them around because you got to keep yourself top of mind. Also try to collect those email addresses because email is really the most effective form of marketing. If you can collect emails, you got to figure out how you can collect email addresses. You have to give some incentive out, but Email is the most powerful because then you could send them emails. You can use them to create remarketing lists for ads. And there's a lot you can do with emails. So anything you do, just keep yourself top of mind. It's going to really help out. But simple is better too with like websites nowadays. Less is better, more minimal, making sure it loads quickly, which is also part of Google's algorithm for SEO, making sure it looks good on mobile because if it doesn't look good on mobile, Google's not going to show you on mobile devices. And over 60% of the traffic nowadays is coming from mobile. So you got to make sure that you have a good optimized website that looks good on mobile, looks good on desktop. But the biggest thing is most people don't scroll. So whatever you see on your website or when you're on a computer, this is called above the fold. Once you start scrolling, that's below the fold. And 70% of people never scroll down on the website. So you have to have all your really pertinent information above the fold, a good strong call to action above the fold. Because if you have the add to cart button, and people have to scroll down for it, you're losing 70% of those people. You have to have everything right there, easy, because it's too easy for people to hit that back button. And on Google, there's 10 other websites, there's ads, there's a lot of things on there. So there's plenty of choices for people. So you gotta make it compelling. And also your website needs to convey what, what's in it for the visitor. Like they need to know, people are kind of selfish online. They wanna know what's in it for them. They don't care about who you are, how long you've been in business. That doesn't matter. They want to know what's in it for me. What am I going to get from your biz, your website versus these other businesses that are selling similar things? So you have to have a good, strong value proposition at the top of your website as well. When you've worked with uh, clients that you think are really good at content um, marketing, what have you noticed about them? Um, they have good copywriters. Copywriters are very important for content writing because... You can throw content up there and it could be good, but if you have someone that's really good at copywriting and making it more interesting and usually breaking it up, don't just have like long or big paragraphs nowadays. Like 
seems like people just want paragraphs that are like one or two sentences or three sentences. So just like shorter, easier to read, having like bullet points, if you could make a video out of that content, because people don't really want to read nowadays. People will still read, but if there's a video there, people are going to watch that video versus reading that blog post or listening to an audio version of it because people just want that instant gratification. Attention spans are too short nowadays with like Instagram and TikTok and social media. Everything's just like go, go, go. And visual helps out. So, but just write good, compelling content. And also the titles of articles, blogs, press releases, podcasts, whatever it is, the title is so very important to put keywords. That's where you really want to put as many keywords as possible without repeating yourself. You get about 60 characters for the title. I mean, you can make it as long or as short as you like, but try to make it a little bit longer because short clickbaity titles were good for like BuzzFeed because they were trying to go viral on social media. They didn't really care about ranking on Google, but if you want to rank on Google, you need a little bit longer title with keywords in it. And that's where you also have to do keyword research, figuring out what keywords you want to utilize using tools like the Google Keyword Planner. It's a free tool that would let you research the keywords and see which keyword gets the most search volume. That way you can incorporate that on your website in the content and try to capture a larger audience. When, when you've worked with uh, business owners who are either new or no SEO and you, you've, and you've seen really, you know, the business owner get involved in SEO what have you noticed makes makes them good at what they do at SEO? Like from a layman's perspective. So let's say you're working with them and you're like, oh, this this business owner gets it about SEO. What do you what do you notice about that type of person? Um, that they're always learning and reading and trying to study up and that they're also willing to step in where needed, but step out when not needed and not try to go too deep into it because they could help out with some stuff like writing blog posts or writing content because they're subject matter experts. It's going to be a lot better if they write the content versus myself or a writer that might know it, but they're in it, living, breathing it all day long. So they really know what to put out. And that would be the best as a business owner, helping writing internal blog posts or copywriting or giving suggestions for blog posts or content to write for or putting content on the website, but they have to really also understand like with SEO, it's more of a long-term strategy. It's not instant rankings. So that's one thing is some people just immediately want those rankings, which we all do, but with Google, it does take time. So they have to be realistic and understand that with SEO, it's more of a long-term play, but you'll start moving up right away. But to really get to the top takes some time. Yeah. I think on top of that, to add on to what you're saying too, uh, it might take a long time, uh, for uh, you to start getting ranked. But the good thing about that is it also takes, it, it also stays there for a long time too. Mm-hmm. Like you get the, the, res, the, the residue value of SEO work that you put in doesn't go away. You know, un- unless you're doing it, uh, it, it's called black hat versus white hat, right? You might, you know, uh, you know, I, we, our number one lead generator is SEO. It's, and we've been doing it for a long time for my companies. So, uh, you know, we've tried lots of other things, direct mail, trade publications, email marketing, uh, you know, uh, paid for ads, display advertising on Google. We've tried everything, anything that you could think of, we've, we've done. And we measure everything. 
and by far SEO blows the uh, it blows them all away from a ROI standpoint. Um, so so yeah, I mean like, and the other thing is that you, I think you know I think you you're saying this anyway, and that is you got to be consistent. If you you know you got to write four articles a month uh, or you know whatever it is, and you got to have a consistent effort for link building, and you have to have the right people on your team to you know you have. I, you know, we find it's good to have a link building person, a content person writing, uh, an SEO company for technical and, you know, uh, you know, and uh, honestly, you, you, sh- you know, if you have the right product, you, you make the money back by far, but you got to make that initial investment and keep at it. I mean, is that what you, something you would agree with? Mm-hmm. Yep. And like you said, like the nice thing with SEO is, once you're up there, you stay up there for the most part until your competitors outrank you. But that's going to take your competitors some time. Whereas like with paid ads, you stop running paid ads, you're just gone. With SEO, you stop doing SEO, you're going to still be up there. But eventually, if you have competition, they're going to try to outrank you. If you don't have any competition, then you can just sit up there. Yeah. And who doesn't have competition? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, most people have it, right? And the other thing I noticed too is like we're a national company. So... If you're looking for local SEO, which is like, let's say you're a landscaper and you only want to stay within a certain area, it's much easier. <laughs> it's just much easier to get ranked. But if you're a, a national company and, you know, if you're a national company like Financing Solutions is, it's, you know, we're in the third most competitive space in the industry. And, um, and therefore, you have to really be much more smart and strategic about what you're, what you're trying to do. Um, and your results take longer, but, uh, yeah, but there is a reason why it's, you know, the third biggest industry that we're in and there is, there is a lot of people looking for it too. So if you write the right content, you can get traction. Uh, so what have you noticed that's that, that's, different with local SEO strategy versus a national strategy for SEO? So local and national are going to have a lot of similarities, but with local, you're going to try to get up on Google Maps, Google My Business, you might be on like Yelp, Yellow Pages, MapQuest, Apple Maps, Bing Maps, Yahoo Maps. The more maps you're in, the higher you rank in Google Maps. So Google Maps, it's like building backlinks to your Google Maps listing is by getting other directories mention you because I could build a website or I could get a listing on Google My Business saying, I'm a dentist. And Google's like, all right, are you really a dentist? We don't want to just send people to your dental office and find out you don't exist. So they want to see that I'm on Google My Business or Google Maps, but also they want to see, am I on Yelp? Am I on Yellow Pages? Am I on MapQuest? Am I on WebMD? Am I on all these other places? The more places I'm on, the more trust Google's going to say, okay, maybe you really are there. We still don't trust you, but it seems like you might actually be there. So that's a big part is getting you up on those local directories, getting you up on the maps and also creating like localized pages on your website, targeting the different areas or areas that you service. So creating specific city specific pages, offering those services versus national. You're just going to optimize the website, build backlinks. You're not going to worry about local presence unless you have a physical location, then you'd want to be national and have that physical location rank for whatever keywords you're targeting, but with physical locations or even service-based businesses, you only target about a 15 mile radius, then it kind of loses that relevancy on Google. So 
just be aware you can't just target the whole country or the whole state. You're only going to be really, really able to target like 10, 15 mile radius because after that, it just loses relevancy. Google's like, nobody's going to want to travel 20 miles unless you're the only person there offering that service within like a long space. But if you're like a restaurant or something where it's really common, it's going to be tough to really expand that radius. This is, is it, it seems like to me, if you're in a, um, a local business, that it's, it's just a lot easier to get ranked because your competition doesn't really know about SEO. You think that's still true nowadays? Well, with SEO, it's all about the competition. So the more competitive, the more time and the more investment it's going to take. So local is always going to have less competition because national is always going to be hyper competitive. But it also comes down to like, are you a restaurant in Los Angeles? That is also yes. very, very, very competitive versus a restaurant in a small town where there's only 20 restaurants, pretty easy or easier. So it just depends on that as well. It really comes down to the competition. That's the biggest part with SEO is who's your competition? Who's on that first page of Google and how can we outrank them? If like Yelp is ranked on the first page, Open Table, even though they're not your direct competitors, Google is ranking them. That is your competition online. Offline it might be all the restaurants on your block, but online whoever is on that first page of Google is your competition. You have to figure out what are they doing and how can I do a better job of it? What's the disconnect? What do you think? Uh, this is my last question. And that is, so let's say you say, you know what? I, I don't, I don't want to learn about SEO. I don't want to do it. I don't want to, you know, I want to run my business, which is a very fair uh, response. I know I was that way. Um, I don't think it's the right thing to say. I think you got to know a little bit about SEO. But I, but I want to bring somebody on, rather it be you know one person, a consultant or an agency. What do you think are some good questions to ask to to you know get the right agency or person? Mm -hmm. There are a lot of things, but I would really check out their portfolio and see what they've ranked. Like, show me what you've done versus telling me what you could do, because a lot of people could tell you what they could do. Even reviews, I. Check out the reviews, but unfortunately, a lot of stuff is fake online. Reviews are fake. Amazon reviews, Yelp reviews, all that stuff is, fortunately, a lot of fake stuff out there. So I would read the reviews and just take everything with a grain of salt because, unfortunately, there's a lot of fake stuff out there. But you can't fake the rankings. So someone shows you, I rank this website in this position. You can see what they've done. So that's probably going to be the best. But definitely asking them about the backlinks, what their strategy is to build backlinks. If they're just saying, oh, we're not going to build them or we'll build you them and they're not telling you what they're doing, be a little weary. Like, what are you actually doing? Because, again, if they build the wrong type of backlinks and you don't know about it, they're going to actually do more harm than good. So got to be very, very careful with that. But the, those would be the main things is just look at their portfolio and reviews and actually saying what the strategy is. Like, ask them, like, what have you done for other people and how are you going to incorporate this on my own website? So you would say something like, all right, so tell me what clients you have right now. And um, tell me what keywords they are they went after, and tell me what uh, I'm just guessing here, okay? Um, and then you say is okay. Uh, what was your strategy to get their those keywords up? How many backlinks do you have had that you've produced, and what's your backlink strategy for? Um, is it, is it called anchor text or is it called keywords? Is it anchor text? So the clickable link. So when you're reading an article, like going back to the New York Times, if you're reading an article, 
and in there it has a clickable link that points back to your website. Whatever that text is, that's called the anchor text. So if it says Brandon Leibowitz, that would be the anchor text would be Brandon Leibowitz. If it says EMBA podcast, that would be yep. linked back to you. But whatever the text is, that is really a keyword, but it's called the anchor text. But it really is. Yeah, and, and just to, for our listeners, it's you know to understand too. There's there's really two types of uh, backlinks, and you know Brandon's uh, alluding to it. The first one is we do backlinks to your website, so that your website gets an overall. It's called domain ranking, so it's like an authoritative website. And the second type of backlink is when you're getting a specific keyword to your website, but I'm sorry, your keyword to an article on your website. Or it could be your website too. So for example, for us, it might be unsecured business line of credit. That's a important keyword for us that, um, that we would want it pointed to either one of our articles or, or one of our website, our web pages. Um, so you, you, you know, you could, so the, the backlinks could have, is important for both the articles on your website to be moved up as well as the domain uh, your main website domain as well. Um, so, so basically you, I, I mean, I would, I think I asked you this earlier, but you would agree that, that as if you're going to be doing SEO, you kind of need to, as an owner, you kind of need to lo- know the basics about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know something a little bit. Otherwise you're just going to be blindly going at it and hoping this company is going to help you out, which they usually do, but sometimes, you're build or going for a low cost company, you might get low cost or low quality results, and gotta be careful with that. Yeah, it's it's really not that hard either, right? There's so many videos on it. There's so much information, and as you continue to work with your agency, you know, if you ask good questions, you, you're going to learn as you go along. Well, it sounds like oh, you're like oh god, I I have so many other things I need to do, but this is not rocket science. Right to implement it is rocket science, <laughs> but but yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, it gets a little tricky implementing it, but the yeah, basic fundamentals are just good quality content, yeah, good backlinks, and it makes sense. That's what yeah. Google wants to see, and that's how they trust you more. Yeah, it's like it's like knowing how an engine runs in a car versus being able to fix the engine. Right, if you know how the engine runs in the car, if you if you go to your mechanic and you say, you know, I think uh, something's slipping on the transmission, right? That you would know because you know how to kind of how a car engine runs. So it helps narrow the focus for your mechanic, but the mechanic would do all the heavy lifting, right? And I think SEO is a little bit like that. All right, good. So, uh, Anyway, uh, that's all the time we have for today. Um, I'd like to thank so very much Brandon Leibowitz from SEO Optimizers for coming on today's podcast. If you like today's podcast, please feel free to share it with a friend and also subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. Um, and please, if you like today's podcast, today's podcast or the other podcasts we've done, uh, please give us a review. That really helps get the word out. Uh, And if you're a business and you're looking for a line of credit, uh, please feel free to give us a call at 862-207-4118 or visit our website at fscreditline.com. Brandon, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, how would they go about doing that? 
Yep. So everyone that's listening or watching, if they go to, I create a special gift for them. If they go to my website, they can find that there. It's seooptimizers.com forward slash gift. That's seooptimizers.com forward slash gift. And they can find that there and find my contact information as well. Great. It was a good podcast. Thanks for coming on, Brandon. Thanks for having me on. So I think the summary for today and the, the message that I kind of think that we all want to get um, uh, uh, our listeners to know, number one, you got to write content. That's got to be good content. Number two is you got to have a link building strategy. Number three is you need to learn about SEO if uh, so that you can manage the agency or that a person and know, you know, if they're doing what's right and also that you can contribute to the strategy uh, and number four, you need to keep at it and you need to be consistent about what you're doing. I would tell you from firsthand experience, it's been our best lead generation program for our company. And uh, we put a lot of effort into it, but it really pays off for us. And we're really glad that we started doing it 10 years ago when we first started. Um, it's really paid off in big ways for us. Other than that, I want to wish everybody a really happy uh, uh, and successful uh, uh business. And uh, we'll talk to you uh, soon in the future in the next uh, Entrepreneur MBA podcast. Have a great day.